0: the call to build your small business make it happen with a dot net domain name the place for dreamers for 30 years and counting visit keepdreamingup.net for tips and advice whether you're just getting started or looking to grow that's keepdreamingup.net you are locked on browns your daily cleveland browns podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day my friends is Bubba Sparks and his song Deliverance, which is apropos for today, because today at the NFL Draft, I'm sorry, the NFL Combine, it was all about the quarterbacks and it was all about the Browns and other teams looking for deliverance from whatever they have going on, Um, because... If you weren't talking about one quarterback, you were talking about another and so on and so forth, and we're going to try to break it all down for you from the rumors, from the discussions, from the facts, whatever we got. We're going to start kind of at the beginning of the day, and we are going to work our way through, so I just appreciate you stopping by. Um, It's been an interesting one already uh, for the Browns, for... Everything that's going on it's why we love the NFL draft it is why we love the combine it is we just love it all it's crazy it's interesting um, yeah it's just all of that and so um, the day started with official quarterback measurements and what we know is that the uh, four major quarterbacks all hit the thresholds that are important. Uh, and what, what those are is generally six foot two, generally 215, 220, somewhere in that area at least, and over nine inch hands. Those are kind of high priority uh, kind of things uh, for quarterbacks. Now, does that mean they're always important? They're always true? No. Drew Brees, Russell Wilson... Uh, There are others that have just proven that these things aren't that important. But what they do for a lot of people is it helps them understand the whys of some things. So if you have a quarterback in college who is getting a lot of balls knocked down that they throw, maybe it's a height issue. Maybe it's not. There are some tall quarterbacks who get the the ball knocked down because of their release point, uh, their eyes, those kind of things. But if they're getting the ball knocked away a ton, maybe that's why. Or um, if they're fumbling a lot and you look at their hand size and you're a little bit concerned there, okay, well, maybe that's because of their hand size. Now, hand size isn't everything, just like height isn't everything, because hand size and grip strength kind of go hand in hand. Those are really important. And so Pat Mahomes, who only had nine and one quarter inch hands, also looks to have pretty strong hands the way that he carries the ball, the way that he uh, handles everything. Um, the way that he throws the ball looks like he has some pretty strong hands, even though his hands are a little bit smaller. Um, those kind of things. But then you also look at size, right? One of the things that I put this out on Twitter, one of the things that, um, I had just kind of heard over and over again, is that Deshaun Watson is too small. Deshaun Watson is too skinny. But Mitch Trubisky, he's ready to go. He's AFC North. He's corn fed. And and then when we get to the measurements, thankfully, um, Mitch Trubisky weighed one pound more than Deshaun Watson. um, With Watson about a half inch taller than Mitch Trubisky to one pound now obviously people carry that differently but when you look at pictures of miss trubisky and something that i wonder about just wonder about i'm not saying anything because obviously the pictures are are what they are but he's very strong up top so that makes me wonder is his muscle mass up top kind of that workout warrior body but maybe not the strength in his legs and maybe deshaun watson is more overall strong but maybe just not as uh showy about that Again, that's not me ju- judging Miss Trubisky. That's just kind of conversation for me. But the reality is that Watson and Trubisky are basically the same size. Watson, a little bit taller by a half an inch. And Trubisky, one pound more. Hand sizes are all right in kind of the same area. Kaiser uh, Deshaun Kaiser weighed uh, the most, was the tallest, and had the biggest hands. So not surprising. He's kind of the physical marvel of the group. Uh, many people would say he has the highest upside in the group and that's kind of proven out so we had all of that then we had hugh jackson talking and hugh talked about uh he wants his quarterbacks at about six foot two that's kind of his he's got that same range and yet they drafted cody kessler and he kind of said trust me on that and cody kessler is six foot one i don't totally get that but um, Hugh Jackson also talked about having Robert Griffin III on the on the roster the same way and I talked about it in yesterday's podcast that just got posted today uh, from the Lockdown Browns um, that Sashi Brown talked about, RG3 being on the roster. And so Hugh Jackson uh, uh, was asked about Mitch Trubisky. He talked about him making kind of that, that height. Um, and then kind of rumor mill just kind of exploded. And when I say exploded – Uh, There's a report by Mary Kay Cabot that the Browns are looking at possibly drafting Mitch Trubisky with the number one overall pick, even though Mike Silver and Benjamin Albright both talked about uh, that they would be shocked or they assume or they plan or they know or they've heard, whatever terms, that Miles Garrett is pretty much the number one overall pick. That's going to happen. Boom. Write it down. It is what it is. That's how it's going to roll. Mary Kay, has another idea and once again cleveland media who today asked about why do the browns have the worst right tackle position in the in the country or uh, in the league uh seems to be pushing this tall midwest white quarterback uh that they kind of really want jimmy garoppolo well he might be off the market so now it's Mitch trubisky nothing has changed but all of a sudden These quarterbacks are starting to, quote, unquote, rise. uh, Deshaun Kaiser, there's a report uh, that I just actually didn't hear it. So I'm saying it as a report, but it seems like it's true. I just haven't heard it that John Lynch, the new GM of the San Francisco 49ers, said that Deshaun Kaiser blew them out of the water. Mike Lombardi has talked about Deshaun Watson impressing everyone with his ability uh, on the whiteboard, his ability to, um, his maturity, his leadership, his understanding of football. His football IQ is just huge. So Kaiser, smart, the biggest quarterback. You got Watson, smart, leader, football IQ, and he's big enough. You got Mitch Trubitsky. Oh, the Browns want to draft him number one overall. And Pat Mahomes coming out of nowhere, really, um, at six foot two, two 225 pounds, smallest hands of the four. Uh, But he continues to rise, and Monday Morning Quarterback's talking about him possibly being the first quarterback off the board, and wow, nothing has changed, folks. These players have not played a single down. They actually haven't done anything besides meet with some of the coaches and the, the GMs and the front offices and get measured. That is it, guys. I told you before that these four quarterbacks all have their strengths, all have their weaknesses, but this class is a very good class, even if it maybe doesn't have the elite guy. I think it's going to be interesting to see how this class compares to Eli Manning, Philip Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger, and Jay Cutler. Right? Ben Roethlisberger, many people are have compared to Sean Kaiser to him. Uh, maybe Mitch Trubisky is Eli Manning. Maybe Deshaun Watson is Philip Rivers or Jay Cutler. Uh, Pat Mahomes is the all-over-the-place gunslinger, so I guess he fits in with Philip Rivers. But either way, this, this draft class has a lot of intrigue behind it, um, and it's starting to quote-unquote rise. Part of that could be Kirk Cousins is about to get paid $45 million over two years. People are interested in Chase Daniels trading for him, even though he got that big contract to be a backup quarterback. There's reports that Tampa Bay offered Mike Glennon eight million dollars, eight million dollars to stay on as their backup, and he turned it down. Yeah, you heard me, eight million dollars. That's gargantuan money for a quarterback that is not very good. So when you talk about the quarterback bonus when it comes to the NFL draft, you can talk about reaching all you want. But when a quarterback like Mike Lennon or a quarterback like Chase Daniel is getting all of this attention, you can see why Jimmy Garoppolo is getting all this attention. He hasn't played, so there's a bigger chance that he might be good. He played for the New England Patriots, So there's a chance he might be good. Um, And he was a second-round pick, and people kind of liked him coming out of uh, his little small school. So you can see why quarterbacks are starting to rise. It may not be because they are that good, but because of the dearth of quarterback play around the country. So now, we don't know, right? Right. Many Browns fans would have told you there is no quarterback worth taking at number one. Now they're, they're kind of wondering. There were a lot of Browns fans who told me there's no quarterback worth the number 12 pick. And now there are some people wondering, could two, three, or even all four of the quarterbacks go in the top 12, 15 picks? Because there are no quarterbacks there are nobody. Jay Cutler might start again next year someplace. Robert Griffin III might start again someplace, including most likely Cleveland. Again, Mike Glennon, Chase Daniel, these are wanted quarterbacks. There aren't quarterbacks out there. Then comes the statement from Mike Silver, who tends to know, um, tends to know a little bit about Hugh Jackson, and he says Hugh Jackson has a favorite. And Hugh doesn't believe that favorite will get to number 12. What the heck does that mean? Why would Hugh allow that to be released? Let's just be real honest. Hugh Jackson's not giving Mike Silver information without kind of approving that it gets released. So let's try to run through that 500 different ways. Why does Hugh Jackson want it out there that he has a favorite and that favorite may not make it to number 12? I have no freaking idea. We can make up whatever story we want. We can process it. Listen, I'm a mental health professional. I'm an independently licensed clinical social worker with the state of Ohio. I've been providing therapy for years, and I can't figure it out. But Mike Silver has reported that the Browns, specifically Hugh Jackson, has a favorite, and he's not sure that quarterback's going to make it to 12, which then has spun many Browns fans to trying to figure out how the Browns can trade up. San Francisco and Chicago are most likely open for business. So what would it cost to move from 12 to 2? A lot. Now, thankfully, the Browns have two second round picks this year, two second round picks next year, an extra fourth next year, an extra sixth next year. All of the picks that they have, they have a ton of them. And if they want a quarterback, I have zero problem with how much money they need to spend to do that. The question becomes, is if they want the quarterback that badly, what about taking that Quarterback at number one. I know Miles Garrett is very good. I know Miles Garrett is probably the number one pick, period, in this NFL draft. I get all of that. I do. I absolutely get that. On the other hand, is Miles Garrett worth whatever it would take to trade up from 12, right? So let's say it takes 12 33 and the second round pick next year. Again, I'm just using that. 12th pick, obviously that makes sense. You're going to have to move that. Fine. Let's say that 12th pick is not a quarterback, whatever. Let's say that 12th pick is Derek Barnett. So they go one with a quarterback. They go Derek Barnett with a 12th pick. At 33, they go my guy, Buda Baker. They go uh, UConn safety, Obi Manafanella. I can't pronounce his name. My man will tell me how I pronounce it later on Twitter. He always makes sure I know how to pronounce people's names. Um, maybe they go in a different direction, maybe they get a tight end, whoever it is at 33, and then next year, uh, maybe it's an offensive lineman. Is Miles Garrett worth Derek Barnett, Buda Baker, and, an, and a top-flight offensive lineman? Right. If that's what it would take to move from 12 to 2, 3, 4, 5, whatever number. So that's the, really the question then, is if this quarterback is, is Hugh Jackson's favorite, and he's really good, and he really likes him, and he really wants him, Is he worth that trade-off? Because if they don't trade up from 12, if they take a quarterback at 1, they still have all of their picks. Are all of the picks, whatever it would take to move up, better, more, whatever term we want to use, than Miles Garrett? Who knows? Follow that up with Tyrod Taylor. Vic Carucci, who used to cover the Browns, now went back to Buffalo to cover his hometown team has said that at least three teams are known to have interest in signing Taylor if the Bills decide to release him. Now, the question really becomes then, is a trade also possible um, with those same three teams? And those teams are the Browns, the Niners, and the Jets. I don't think the Jets are an easy trade for them within the division. The Niners and the Browns are a different discussion. So now Tyrod Taylor, they know there's some interest. Seems like they're trying to pump up some trade. Could the Browns be interested? Could they decide to move some picks? move a pick, move some picks, a fourth, a third, a fifth, some conditional stuff next year for Tyrod Taylor, and then see what happens with the 12th pick. Instead of worrying about who Hugh Jackson's favorite is, could they go with Tyrod Taylor and whoever is available at the 12th pick and highest on their board? Now, Taylor is below that 6'2 mark as well. He's 6'1", and again, they drafted Cody Kessler. Now comes rumors, again from Mary Kay Cabot, that Jimmy Garoppolo really isn't off the books, isn't off the table. There's already been an offer made. What? So Jimmy Garoppolo's back in it? Who knows? Again, it's all about the quarterbacks. Because again, if you don't have a quarterback, what are you? You're the Bengals, the Texans. Again, you can have great rosters, but you're not going anywhere. And so for the Browns, uh, for this NFL Combine, Expect these rumors to continue to spin. Who do you trust? Who do you believe? I know I believe Lane Atkins, and if you're a subscriber to the Orange and Brown Report, again, the OBR.com, you have some inside information about where the Browns currently are. Now, is it hard and fast? Absolutely not. Benjamin Albright, um, and I covered this uh, in a previous uh, um, Lockdown Browns podcast, he talked about his his sources, NFL people, believe That the Browns will end up with Jimmy Garoppolo. That doesn't mean that he's reporting that. Obviously, I talked about that already. All in all, today at the NFL Combine, it was all about the quarterbacks. And it makes a ton of sense. Because the quarterback position is that important. And the Browns, like I've been telling you, with all of their draft picks, with all of their cap space, are going to be the center of attention when it comes to the NFL draft. When it comes to free agency and especially when it comes to these quarterbacks in the end really all we learned today is that all of the quarterbacks pass the threshold measures they're tall enough they're big enough and they have big enough hands beyond that we learned that maybe the browns want to play a better quarterback than they've had for a long time that's it guys so let's over let's simplify this up a little bit there's some quarterbacks the browns are interested Beyond that, we don't really know, but it'll be fun to find out. Thank you again for stopping by this Locked on Browns podcast on Thursday, March 2nd. I will be over in Indianapolis early tomorrow morning, so make sure you check out me on Twitter at Jared K Mueller. that's at J-A-R-E-D-K-M-U-E-L-L-E-R. You can also check out all the different things that I'll be putting up on the Orange and Brown Report, and then obviously I'll come in with a Locked on Browns podcast, at least one, maybe more, depending on how the day goes. And I look forward to talking to all of you soon. Thanks for stopping by. Go Browns!